intro. Oh my gosh, that was so bad. All right, everybody, welcome to the podcast. I decided to have Sarah be my first uh, guest on here, which I very may very well quickly regret, but that's okay. Um, I wanted to bring her on today because, number one, she's obviously a huge part of my life, but she's also one of the most interesting people I have ever met. So, Sarah, do you want to give us a little overview of yourself and what we need to know about you? Oh, you don't need to know anything mysterious. You're not mysterious. Uh, <laughs> I know that. Um, my name's Sarah. I grew up in a really small town, um, but I'm currently living up here going to school for digital marketing with a double minor in business management and digital media. Um, I work full-time as well as going to school full-time. I'm a wife to Sam. That's you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Until um, I say something really dumb that she doesn't like, which I did like 25 minutes ago. <laughs> I was like, hey, instead of fighting, why don't we do a podcast? <laughs> uh, so, I mean, everyone, you know, the basic fun stuff about, you know, I'm married, go to school. What's something that I don't even know about you? That you don't even know about me? There's got to be something. About me. That's not true. Um, I think you really do know everything about me. <laughs> okay, for those of you who don't know you then. <laughs> those of you who don't know me. Um, I have a very strong desire to be a plant mom, and it's not working out very well. I've killed so many poor little baby plants. Guys, I have given her a budget of $100 to become a plant mom, because I think $100 on plants <laughs> is a pretty good amount of money to spend on, you know, we can buy plants at the store, but she wants to grow her own, right? So we go to Home Depot, and I bought this cute little Lowe's, planter box. Oh, okay, we went to Lowe's one night for date night, and I was like, okay, you have $100. She comes running back to me with this little plant box thing ten dollars that was ten dollars so i'm like hey you have ninety dollars left <laughs> and she grows these plants and the cilantro turned out so well it like grew like th- three or four inches like the first week and then all of a sudden yeah what happened i don't know i found mold in my soil i think i was watering it way too much but then i'd stop and they'd start looking like a little dry I don't know. It was it was all kinds of crappy. My oregano came up first, and then all of a sudden that was just dead, too. Okay, explain to me. I can buy oregano at the store. Why would you want to grow your own? So you can have your cute little oregano sitting in your kitchen. And then when you're cooking, you're like, hmm, maybe this could use some fresh oregano. And so you just <laughs> snip off a little bit, throw it in there. Okay. <laughs> I still don't understand, but you've got $90 left of your $100 budget to do it. So (laughs) You always need cilantro at the oddest times, but to buy cilantro, you have to buy this giant bunch that you probably aren't going to use the whole thing. But if you had your own, you just snip off whatever you want to use, throw it in your enchilada or whatever, and then good to go. That's a pretty valid point. Thank you. Okay, that's fair. So that's what y'all need to know. She's trying to be a plant mom, and so far, (laughs) no good, but we're still... So Sarah, you... Obviously, I know this, but for our one listener that we have, so you're studying <laughs> digital marketing at UVU. I am. So tell me about when did you decide that you wanted to be creative professionally and what your goals are? You know, let's say 10 years from now, what do you want to be doing with it? Well, I started out as a communications major, mainly because I took Math 1050 in high school and I swore I was never going to do anything math related again because it was the absolute worst. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went into communications had a terrible teacher from one of my classes and was not really liking it. Um, 
And then I, it kind of hit me one day, like when I was growing up, I would always make scrapbooks online for my mom. I love to do that. And I still make some now for us, and Sam just has to look at them. Well, I just, I get the bill from Shutterfly, and it's like $95 on a book. That They're very cute, I will say, but, okay, sorry, continue. So I did that all the time, and I was, it just kind of hit me one day, like, because I was trying to find something I love, right? You're supposed to find something you love and that you want to do for the rest of your life, and... I was like, well, this is what I love doing, like making this stuff on Shutterfly, and I like the design, I like designing things, and I like, I don't know, and the, my most favorite class I've ever taken was like art history, and so I was like, I need something that I can be a little more creative, and I can use art a little bit more, so I was just going to do graphic design when my uh, fiance told me that uh, I was too smart to just draw all day, and I needed a little bit <laughs> okay, more. Okay, that's not exactly <laughs> what I said. <laughs> It's pretty close, though. But, no, like, although I don't like this, the math and stuff, I can be pretty good at it when I apply myself. Um, and then about that same time, I found out from a friend of a coworker, some odd way, that there was a new program at UVU that they took the marketing degree and they took the, the digital media degree and just kind of smashed them together and made digital marketing. So I changed that to be my major. And um, so, yeah. Sweet. So, obviously, the name of the podcast is Don't Hate Me For This, right? Mm -hmm. And the purpose of that is so we can talk about things that might be a little off-color. And I know it's pretentious to start a podcast because, really, I know nobody really wants to hear what I have to say. And that's <laughs> fine. I appreciate them listening and, and giving me feedback. But um, I want to talk about something that I know is a little bit controversial. Um, we were just recently talking about... Um, medical marijuana here in Utah. I'm curious to your thoughts. I know we've had this conversation in the past. I mean, you grew up in a pretty conservative little town and it was a, it was, you know, really taboo to talk about moving up here and like learning more about it. How has your viewpoint changed if all, or if, if any on the legalization of medical marijuana here in Utah? Um, well, the, the medical side of it before, then I was, like, only, like, super chronic, super sick people, you know, like, cancer and <laughs> stuff that's just, like, uncurable any other way. Yeah. Um, I think the way that my viewpoints changed the most is that now I'm more accepting of using it just for, like, mental health issues and things like that instead of it just being a very select few things to be treated by it. Um, what I see it having a use for is a lot broader I'm still against recreational, but that's much more of a personal choice. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I would never want me myself to do it. I never want anyone in my family to do it recreationally. I don't believe in any type of recreational drug use. But, um, I mean, if I kind of was thinking about it today, actually, and bringing it out would be kind of the same as prohibition. Let people do what they want, and then at least it's more monitored. Mm -hmm. And... It's less of an underground type of thing. And prohibition, I mean, it became people drink more once you told them they couldn't kind of thing. So. And do you, th do you think, I mean, eventually, I believe pot is going to be legalized in the United States. Like, I think it'll be decriminalized federally. Yeah, I think we're headed there, yeah. Do you think more people are going to use it and crime is going to go down? Or do you think it'll stay the same and crime will go up? Because I've heard arguments for both. Um, I don't know much about marijuana being something that makes people violent. 
more crime. <laughs> it doesn't make people violent. But I'm talking about like people are saying that with the legalization of it, people are going to drive high more and that's going to cause accidents, which you can't really. I mean, there are statistics from Colorado that where people have driven impaired and you look at crime statistics of, you know, where marijuana is involved. And, you know, I know in the past people have tried to say, you know, people that have used marijuana, like marijuana has been involved in suicides and things like this. But in reality, it's just the toxicity reports after, you know, people die or, or violent things happen. Like marijuana just happened to be, you know, they decide to smoke a joint and then, you know, make terrible decisions. I don't necessarily think that the marijuana made them do that. Whereas you see like alcoholic, I always like to think like nobody beats their wife when they're high. Right. But everyone beats their wife when they're drunk. Not everyone. Okay. Well, not everybody. I sure don't. <laughs> Um, I think that when it's it like if, if it first gets legalized everywhere, there will be an increase in people using it just because now they can mm-hmm. without any repercussions. But I think you give it fifty or hundred years and it'll die down, be about the same as alcohol use now. Which actually, I was reading um, a report just the other day. Millennials actually are this generation that drinks a lot less than older generations because there's a stigma of either you're a total alcoholic or you don't drink at all. And millennials are doing more of this, like, I'll drink on occasion, but I don't want to be drinking all the time because I realize how that's affecting me negatively. And I don't want to be doing that all the time, but, like, on occasion, like, for celebrations or whatever. Um, So I think eventually it would kind of be the same as alcohol. Mm -hmm. With that being said... Um, I do think that crime just in, with crashes and whatever, driving impaired would go up. Hmm. Interesting. I see it being a lot of the same as alcohol. Although, I mean, you can discuss how it's less potent or whatever else. But, um, I mean, we don't know a, a lot of the benefits or a lot of the things that it can do that can negatively impact you either. So it's kind of an unknown figure at this point. Mm-hmm. But um, I see it being a lot like alcohol. Just in the terms that society will accept it. So, living here in Utah, obviously the the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is very predominant. And, and because of that, it affects politics. How do you feel about big institutions, whether it's, you know, the Catholic Church or the LDS Church or any other sort of, you know, religious entity having an, an effect on politics and trying to push their own agenda um, in U.S. politics? I think it's less of them pushing their own agenda and it's more of, you know, for their constituents and for their people. I don't even know what constituents I, means. <laughs> See, this trick's using words I don't even understand. I hope I used it right. I, don't know. I guess people will tell us if we didn't use it right. <laughs> but for the members, it's more of a guideline for them to follow more than anything. Okay, that's fair. I mean... I don't know. Like when the church came out about Prop 2 kind of thing, I think more than anything, it just made it more clear for the people who didn't know how to feel about it and didn't know, you know, like what it was going to be or anything like that. Like they kind of turned to the church for that. Like, what do we do in this situation? Yeah. And they're giving guidance to their followers more than trying to influence policy. Yeah, but I think at the same time, like they've spoken with lawmakers because... The bill that just, for those of you who don't know, so Prop 2 was was on the ballot just recently and it was passed. And essentially what it does, is it gives lawmakers till 2022 roll out medical cannabis dispensaries 
here in Utah, and I know that the church has been pretty vocal about wanting to put a uh, a stop to that for now, and because they think that the bill is too well, the bill is loosey goosey. Yeah. yeah, which honestly, I don't know. Like, I would love to, you know, have someone who works, you know, closer to that way in because I, you know, from my perspective, I really. In the last, like, year or so, I think my, my political viewpoint has gone, like, significantly more libertarian, where I was, like, before I was, you know, strictly, you know, the Republican Party and everything that they stand for is what I believe in. But I'm quickly realizing that large institutions and, and government is, like, I just don't care what people do. Like, do whatever you want, you know? Like, and I know that's not a very popular opinion here in Utah, but, like, I think I think back to, like, when gay marriage was legalized. Like, I remember so many conservatives were just so pissed, right? And, like, for me, it's... Like, I just feel like just do whatever you want. Like, be happy. Do whatever the hell you want. It's not my problem until it starts to impact me, you know? Like, if, if you know, the LGBT community wanted to, you know, get, you know, married in, in you know, LDS temples, which is something that, I, you know, I hold sacred, you know, for my own religious reasons, you know, I would have a problem with that. But, like, I feel like people should just be able to smoke pot. Like, people are already drinking alcohol and ruining their lives. Like, I don't think pot is going to do anything to harm you know people like if kids are going to get a hold of it they're going to get a hold of it right whether it's it's recreational or not so i think we need to stop putting people in jail for it but that's just my my libertarian two cents about it but yeah you're a liberal now i didn't say liberal i said libertarian (laughs) i know that might be hard for you to to differentiate between um no i agree my problem is that a lot of time um it's not enough for them to just live the way they want they have to force it on everyone around them like you going back to when gay marriage was legalized like sure like marry whoever you want whatever but then they're suing people who won't do whatever for their weddings because it's against their religious beliefs oh the bakers yeah dude i was just listening to ben shapiro talk about that and he was like he was on rogan's podcast and he was talking about how crazy it is like those those bakers like went to multiple stores to find people who would refuse to bake them a cake. So and they could sue about it? Yeah, and they wanted to go ahead and say that it was, it was about civil rights. And I have two reasons that. Number one, civil rights are for, are for black people. <laughs> <laughs> so when people throw around the term civil rights, like, it's not for everybody, right? The original term of civil rights was around, you know, making sure that we, you know... It's around race. Yeah, anyway, so... I don't know. I digress. Sarah, what do you want to... What's been on your mind recently? You're a smart cookie. It's been on my mind. Um, well, I think the school system's really messed up. <laughs> Getting right into it. <laughs> okay, why? Um, you, you felt this too. You're just jumping through hoops. Oh my god. I hate school so much, dude. If I could graduate right now with a degree in literally anything and not have to do the work. I'm a marketing major and I'm in a business calculus class where we can't use any type of graphing calculator. Um, Our teacher doesn't show us how to do anything, but we're expected to know how to do everything on Excel as well. And um, as a a marketing major, I don't plan on ever using calculus. Like teach me something. There's a reason that the whole business exists. Like, I agree. Like, yeah. I took a statistics class. I'm like, there are people at Workfront that do this kind of crap. Like, why do I need to do this? Well, and the way my teacher does it, too, is it's all by hand. Like, I spend hours doing one assignment and then another couple hours doing the quiz for that same assignment mm-hmm. because it's all by hand. Like, I have never in my life 
You know those notebooks you go to the store and buy? I have never in my life filled up an entire notebook from one class. And what? I'm getting so close to doing it. Oh, I yeah. did it in st- I did it in stats. Cuz I like I stats taken though, stats like yet. I don't I firmly believe though, like I think the Netflix and we've talked about this off the record, but I think the Netflix of of education is coming. And by that I mean like you look at the way Netflix has changed media and the consumption of media and it obviously put Blockbuster out of business like Education hasn't changed in, you know, 80 years, you know? I mean, granted, they've implemented technology and other ways of, of learning online and things like that, but, like, jumping through hoops to get a degree and doing all these bullcrap classes that provide revenue yeah. for the school, like, that's just not the way that learning's going to go 20 years from now, and so... Well, and I think even, like, high school, our financial class was a total joke. <laughs> like, yeah. you you leave home, and you, suddenly you're having to figure out... I mean, okay, so currently I work in a credit office, Mm -hmm. and I'm 19 years old, almost 20, and I'm explaining to people who are 40, 50 years old what credit is, how credit works, how it's affecting them. They have no idea. Yeah. You know? And, I mean, it's our school system that's failing them. Like, about everyone is receiving an education now, primary, I mean, elementary school, middle school, and then the majority of the population finishes high school as well. Like, it's become a standard. Mm-hmm. And now university is becoming a standard as well, mm-hmm. but we're not changing what we're teaching. Like, now it's just... It used to be this mark of you're so educated, but now you get out and you're like, what did I learn? I don't know. That, and I think so many people go to college, it's like BFD. Like, everyone goes to school nowadays. Like, what did you learn? I think there's so many, like, things that we learn in school that are so not applicable to our life and... And that's what I think is really going to change is, oh, I can hope changes is, is that they start teaching things that are more applicable to real life versus, you know, just jumping through hoops. Like I had to take a meteorology class and as dope as it was, like, when am I ever going to use my, I can tell you what kind of clouds are in the sky. It's pretty dope. (laughs) Like I can tell when it rains or I can use my iPhone app to tell me when it rains. Um, I don't know. It's just frustrating having to. Well, I get the balance of they want this education system to be that you're leaving with a broader mind. You know a lot about various subjects and can talk about them and are educated on them. Helps you find things that you like that you didn't know you liked. Mm -hmm. You know, I get the idea of it being broad. Like everyone needs to have a little bit of science. Everyone needs to have a little bit of math. Everyone needs to have a little bit of art. But now we're just so focused on like math, English, science, especially in like high schools. Right. And then people can't, I mean, they're so focused on that. You get out and you're like, wait, what's credit? How do I buy a car? How do I buy a house? Like, how do I do my taxes? No one knows anything about that. And like budgeting, now it's more important than ever because the way you manage your finances is, I mean, that's going to play a huge role on your life. And I think it's the freaking Illuminati. (laughs) I think it's the Illuminati trying to keep us down. You think everything's the Illuminati. I think everything is a conspiracy theory, man. I've been listening to too many podcasts about conspiracy theories. I've just gotten into documentaries. Yeah, I've spent like two hours the last couple days watching documentaries about Diana, Princess Diana's death. <laughs> like who the her hell funeral. Is that? Princess Diana. You don't know who Princess Diana is? No, why would I? I have a couple documentaries for you to watch. Isn't she? She's from England, right? Uh, she, we live in the United States of America. This is the greatest country on earth. Why world would I need history, to know? Bubs. World history is. I don't know. I don't if want to sound don't, arrogant. <laughs> She died in a car crash. 
Oh, I didn't. Oh. She was like 30-something years old, yeah, I think. Yeah, that was staged. You, Illuminati. You know, um, like, Prince Harry just got married. Prince oh, the handsome William guy. William and Kate. Oh, yeah, all them. Yeah, that's their mom. Whoa. Really? Yeah, so Oh, Prince she died Harry, in like the 90s. Prince, she died in 97. See, the 90s. Yeah. See, who's retarded now? Yeah, so she is the <laughs> mother of Prince Harry. Harry, who just married Meghan Markle. He's a babe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. He's got a beard like you do. And then um, Prince William, who was married to Princess Kate. That's that's their mom. They cool. were I think Prince William was like 14 when she died. Oh. Yeah. Pretty wild. But like it threw all of Britain just into like chaos. Like That's what they want. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm telling you. The Illuminati, or I think it's the Rothschilds that are running everything. Anyway, that's a whole other subject for a whole other <laughs> podcast. You're not the right person to have on to do that discussion because I've got a homie named Jace who is all into conspiracy I'm theories. I'm not big on conspiracy theories. Because you're a sheep. A sheep. Yeah. Okay. That's, what they, <laughs> that's what they want, man. They want you to not believe in them. Tower 7, 9-11, I'm just saying, kind of sketchy. Yeah, I. Uh, this is why my wife just rolls her eyes at me half the time because I say stuff like that. She's because just like, he believes in the Illuminati more than he believes. Okay, in the me. Illuminati <laughs> is proven to be true. Have you heard the? Have you heard about the, the Denver airport? I have not. You've not heard about the. No. Okay, if you look at a map of the Denver airport, it's <laughs> dude. Shut up. From the sky. Yes, if you look on Google Maps, it looks like a swastika. Underneath Denver Airport, there are huge, like, mile and a half long tunnels that were originally used as shelters for the new world order during world war ii that's a fact there are paintings and murals of nazis and nazi artifacts in the airport really yep and some other facts that i can't remember (laughs) (laughs) shut up (laughs) see my thing with conspiracy theories is i think it gives more credit than is really worth it like it it makes everything this a giant plan which, like, maybe some of them have some sort of truth to them. Maybe. But, like, I mean, I think it's the same thing, not to get into politics, but, I mean, we were listening to Ben Shapiro the other day. He's talking about Trump. Like, why would you paint him as this criminal mastermind when you can just say that he makes dumb choices and that he's kind of <laughs> stupid? Like, you're giving him more credit than he needs, yeah, you know? Yeah, that's fair, yeah. And I feel the same way with conspiracy theories. Like... You're giving it more credit than it really deserves. Like, some things just happen, and then you try to look into it and find all these little minute details that don't necessarily play into it. But we want to believe there's a master plan to everything. So we believe it. Or some of us don't. I feel attacked. <laughs> Should we wrap this thing up for the night? Sure. Cool. Well, Sarah, I appreciate you living with me and really not being able to get out <laughs> doing a podcast. <laughs> uh, but thanks for it tuning in, everybody. <laughs> if you have ideas of what you want us to talk about, or if you know anybody that you think would make a great addition on the podcast, email me or comment on this or text me because only my friends are probably going to listen to this. Or leave him some signs that you can only see from space. Shut up! And tell him the <laughs> Illuminati is leaving him <laughs> messages. I hate you. <laughs> okay, everybody, have a good night. <laughs>